This is episode 24.4 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible, written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, sickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. Each month on the show, a guest joins me to read as much of the Old Testament as they can while I make fun of it. This month, I'm joined by Jewish rapper Love as we read I Was Revealed, a.k.a. Va'era, the second portion in the book of Exodus, which I call Names. Love sang a little bit at the live show, but we couldn't record it properly. Sorry about that, just another reason to come to the live show. In this installment, we'll talk a little bit about the end of the Parsha, and then we'll discuss it in our own words. The next live show will be at Beauty Bar in New York City on October 27th, with Rish Groner at 8pm, and online soon after. Enjoy! Previously in the Bible. One of Jehovah's messengers appeared to Moshe as a mass of flame inside a bush. Elohim called to Moshe from inside the bush, I am the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Go to Pharaoh and take my nations from Mitzrayim. Moshe and Aaron went to Paro. Please let us go. Don't give the people straw to make their bricks like you did yesterday in the day before Pyro commanded his slave drivers, the sons of Israel saw how screwed they were. I am Hashem, Hashem said to Moshe. Say everything I say to you to Pharaoh, king of Mitzrayim. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and make a whole lot of signs and wonders in Mitzrayim. All the water in the river turned to blood. Aaron brought forth the frogs and covered Mitzrayim. All the dust in Mitzrayim became life. A great swarm came to Pharaoh's house. All the livestock of Mitzrayim died. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Chapter 22, in which this all starts to feel... People always get pissed at Jewish prosperity. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> in which all, this all starts to feel a little pointless. Epi- Exodus 9, 8 to 9, 12. Take handfuls of ashes from a kiln, Hashem said to Moshe and Aaron. This is how all my best Saturday nights start, by the way. I don't even know if you know what you just said. <laughs> and Moshe, you throw them in the air in front of Pharaoh. Make it rain. <laughs> the ashes will turn to dust, covering the people of Mitzrayim. Then they'll erupt in festering, pus-dripping, bloody boils. So this is an amazing phrase that only appears here and includes a couple of words that baffle interpreters, leading to pretty boring translations like a boil blossoming forth blisters or just festering boils. I hope my translation, uh, festering pus-dripping bloody boils, uh, captures the true beauty and grossness of the original Hebrew. On all the men and beasts in Mitzrayim. I really hope they had condoms back then. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't. Well, now that all the animals... So it says that the boils will be all on the men on beasts, which maybe it's a mistake. What animals? They all died just last chapter. The commentators, not one to let a mistake sit in this book, says that some people brought their animals inside and beat God using semantics. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> they took the kiln ash and, brought, and stood before Pharaoh. Moshe threw it in the air, and it became bloody boils flowering forth on man and animal. Flowering forth. Flowering boils. dripping bloody boils, flowering forth (laughs) on man and animal. So beautiful. The magicians couldn't even stand before Moses because of their boils. Hashem strengthened Pharaoh's heart, and he didn't listen to them, just like Hashem told Moses. Oh, 
I'm just kind of a dick. That's chapter 22. This is the last one in the Parsha, in the portion. I think you're underestimating the gravity of pus dripping, <laughs> pus dripping bloody bullets. Yeah. On all the men in Mitzrayim. I'm talking there's nobody on OkCupid. No. <laughs> Tinder is dead. This is chapter so is 23. Grinder, very dead. <laughs> chapter 23, in which an incredible amount of property damage is wrought on Mitzrayim. Exodus 9.13 to 9.35. Get up early in the morning, Hashem says to Moshe. God is the worst boss. Get yourself in front of Pharaoh. Probably during his bath again, or his exactly. morning poop. So, so says Hashem, Elohim of the Hebrews. Send my people so that they can serve me. This time, I'm going to send every one of my plagues to you, your slaves, and your nation, so you know there is none like me in all the land. Pretty provincial God. Not just the universe, just the country. I could send my hand right now. Engulf you and your land in pestilence and wipe you for the planet, but I'm not. Mm. Because what? I've only held back so I can show you my strength and you can tell other countries my name. That's a pretty narcissistic reason to do this, but okay. <laughs> Yet you continue to oppress my nation and not send them. Well, whose fault is that, God? This is, this is a failure of Egyptian diversity policy. Yep. <laughs> Yet you continue to... Oh, that's their immigration policy. <laughs> Yet you continue to oppress my nation and not send them. This time tomorrow, I will rain a heavy hail, the likes of which you've never seen in Mitzrayim from the day it was founded. Okay. You said all the plagues, but I guess this counts. This is all the plagues. All the plagues in one. Just... In hell. In, in many. <laughs> Tiny little two-by-two two cubes of plague falling from the sky. Uh, now Hurry. Collect your livestock and everything in your field. Mm. Every man or animal found in your field that doesn't go home will be crushed to death by the hail. Way before Ferguson, an illegal curfew. Yeah. They, those among Pharaoh's slaves who feared Hashem hid their slaves and their li livestock in their houses. Why haven't they revolted against their terrible king yet? Right? <laughs> those who didn't take Hashem's <laughs> words to heart left their slaves and livestock in the field. They left their slaves outside. <laughs> They didn't have homes. <laughs> yeah. Thrust your hands to the sky, Hashem told Moshe. Don't you forget. Okay, forget. And the hail will come to Mitzrayim on man, animal, and all the grass of the field. Moshe thrust his staff towards the sky, and Hashem brought forth thunder and hail. Fire torched the ground, and Hashem rained hail on Mitzrayim. Fire and hail intermingled inside the hail. The storm was very heavy. Heavy? There's that word again. Is there some kind of gravitational disturbance in ancient Egypt? Like they'd never <laughs> been in Mitzrayim before. The hail struck all of Mitzrayim. Everything in the field, from man to animal. All the grass got hit. The trees were all broken. Only Goshen, where the son of Yisrael lived, was spared. The storm hit all of Brooklyn, but not Borough Park. <laughs> uh, Only half of Crown Heights. summoned Moshe and Aaron. I have sinned, he said. Now it's a personal oh, issue. Okay. I have sinned, he said. This time Hashem is the righteous one, and me and my nation are evil. This time, maybe, maybe we're going to get through this guy. Please plead with Hashem. So the thunder and hail of Elkim stopped. Let them send them away. Let him send them away so they won't stand against me no more. <laughs> when I leave the city, Moshe said, I'll spread my hands to Hashem. The thunder will stop and there will be no, no more hail. You will know the land is Hashem. You and your slaves will know that this is from Hashem, our Elohim. The barley and the flax were ruined because barley blooms in the spring and the flax was in bud, but the wheat and the emmer. Emmer? Emmer, sure. Whatever emmer I have is, no idea, the but that's... The wheat and the emmer. 
That's what the bibliography this is why, told me. All right, I thought you, if you're doing a new school translation, <laughs> do it with words we understand. Like nobody knows. Go into a bar and ask for beer made out of emmer. Emmer. I, they will um, give it. It depends where I am, but if I'm in Williamsburg, I might get it. The, the wheat and the emmer were not destroyed because they are late bloomers. And that's your biblical agriculture all poor. Moshe left Pharaoh and the city. He just could not pray in the city. He spread his hands to Hashem. The thunder stopped and the hail and the rain no longer beat the ground. Now think about this. There's fire inside the hail and yep. rain falling next to the hail, so that meant mad steam. Yeah. Those are basically missiles, fire inside of hail. As soon as they crashed, they would explode into fire and destroy everything. You don't even know what I was about to say. When Pharaoh <laughs> saw the rain, thunder, and hail had stopped, he continued to sin and hardened his and his slaves' hearts. How did he harden his slaves' hearts? That's what I want to know. With a diet consisting of high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> oh, you jumped my next joke. Uh, so, oh, you're right, I did. Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Yeah, so I'm starting to think that whoever wrote this doesn't have an understanding of anatomy because emotions in the brain, but whatever, unless Pharaoh is getting more and more cholesterol calcification with each plague. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> They're just eating all that steak because the animals died. they got to do something with it. Or it's an all-frog diet. All that red meat and all those frogs <laughs> all at once within the past couple weeks. Yeah. That'll harden your heart, and from this we learn, don't supersize it. That's not what God wants. <laughs> so the one last line. All right. Oh. After and his heart was hardened. When Pharaoh saw the rain, the thunder, and the hail, it stopped. He continued to send and harden his and his slaves' heart. Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He didn't send the sons of Israel, just like Hashem told Moshe. That is chapter 23. That is Parshat Va'era. I have, I was revealed. Let's hear it for Love. So now is the portion of the show that we like to call the Devar Torah, or literally translated as the Torah word. And I want to know, do you think you can sum up everything that we have read, and it's all right if you can't, but everything that we have read into one word? No. <laughs> uh, definitely not. But, yeah. however... Or, you know, if there's anything... Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say, but if I had to take each portion and take it into one word. Yeah. It would be declaration, census, revelation, census, <laughs> execution, <laughs> imitation, <laughs> re-evaluation, re-obstination, <laughs> Expectation, hubris, <laughs> anticlimax, <laughs> decimation, yeah, and neoconservatism. <laughs> I love it. I think we're gonna do that from now on. Those are awesome. I, this is a my word is, um, and this might be a theme, but my word is narcissism, because God keeps coming back to me, to the idea that he's not doing this to do anything for the sons of Israel. It seems like he's doing this um, so that his name is known, and he's causing a lot of death and destruction for that, which is really yeah, troubling. Before all of this, yeah. 
Hashem, uh, Pharaoh says to Moshe and Aaron, oh, no, is it before or after all of this? No, uh, in between all of this, actually. Yeah. Moshe, um, Pharaoh says to Moshe, who is Hashem that I should listen to him? Right. So imagine if somebody just came to you and saying that he, he was a devout pastafarian and represented the flying spaghetti monster and could tell you that all of the streets were going to flow with marinara sauce tomorrow. <laughs> Even if it happened, you yeah. would still be like, all right, seriously, who is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> From Faro's point of view, this is a completely foreign concept. Like, yeah. What do you mean there's one invisible God that controls everything? I've got sun gods and moon gods and death gods and life, and I've got all of these other, you know, this is my entire mindset, it's polytheism. And then here come Moshe and Aaron. Like, he's like, who is Hashem? It takes him a while to get used to the change, just like the tea party. But eventually, <laughs> he gets used to the new scheme of things, and... It sucks that it takes that members of his family have to die, but <laughs> he gets used to the new scheme of things at some at one point. Then of course he has a change of heart and goes and jumping into the middle of the Red yeah. Sea. But <laughs> for a minute he realizes what's up, that he was wrong, and that this is the new thing. He has these on. moments of clarity through right. it too. One of the other things that I want to address is the magicians. Um, because I feel like they were out of a job after this was over. Suddenly, uh, they did not seem as powerful. I'm also, I feel like by the end, they were just dancing to the final countdown over and over again. You know how it is. Yeah. The Egyptian magicians, which they were doing their best to replicate the miracles that they had seen in front of them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the iPhone 6. Exactly. Like the, <laughs> the iPhone 6 chasing after Android or all those... <laughs> All those off-brand cereals that you find on the bottom row. Exactly. You cannot <laughs> replicate. They're not the same as Frosted Flakes. Oh, <laughs> I love my Frosted Yeah. Do you have, but, but that's my kind of take on it. Do you have any, if you were to wrap this up, is there one theme that you see throughout everything that we read today? We see that Moshe said, there's no way I can talk to Pharaoh because I have a speech impediment. Don't worry, go. I don't want to talk for you if you got to. Pharaoh thought that he was running things and his magicians could do anything. Once it got to the lights, they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, that which you think about yourself at the beginning of any traumatic ordeal is probably the opposite of what you're going to learn at the end of that ordeal. Yeah. Times try us and test us. Whatever you think about yourself at the beginning is not going to be what you think about yourself at the end. Yeah, I like that. I, I think, too, we talked last month about the call to adventure, and there's this serious... I mean, Moses has this crazy moment of doubt where he's like, I cannot do this. There's no way I can possibly do this. My tongue has a foreskin on it, which is a weird thing for him to have. But... You know, when you're called to do something, when God calls, whether it's speaking through a bush or whatever that means to you, if your heart calls you to do something, there's no way you're not going to have doubt if it's, not, if it's something worth doing. And Moses pushes through that. He succeeds uh, through the help of God. But, you know, if there's something worth doing, you will doubt yourself. And there is going to be a lot of things holding you back and a lot of reasons that you think you can't, but right. you can. But that one thing you think you can't do might be the thing that you excelled the most in and bring the most positive change with. That one right. thing that you thought, there's no way I could do this. 
And who knows, one day your staff might eat someone else's staff. You know so, what happens when there's too many staffs out in the room, <laughs> just saying. Things get floppy. So, <laughs> after this, I want to know what your guys' Torah words are. We're going to have a conversation about this, too. I want to know what you guys think this is, and if you have any questions for me or for Lila, if you can stick around. Can you stick around and talk to the crowd, or do you oh, got to run? We can do that for a few minutes. Okay, cool. Um, before we do that, do you have any plugs, anything you want people to check you out on, or any last words of wisdom you want to leave us with? I've been writing about uh, what I've been going through on Facebook for uh, uh, Quartz, which is a business news website, qz.com. You can search for Yitz Jordan there. Um, I've been blowing up on Twitter, slash love Instagram, slash love 613 Though I'm not on Facebook, I'm still online and blowing up as much as I can. Uh, stay following me, and there's new music coming out as soon as I get around to finishing it. <laughs> Thank you, Wilov. Thank you so much. You can always check out the podcast on Facebook, at Twitter, Tumblr, the website, omgwdfbible.com. Listen on Stitcher, iTunes, every podcast app in the world. Please share it if you like it with every single friend you have. And of course, rate and review it on iTunes because it really helps the show. I want to thank our audio engineer, John Pissarro. Please give him a great hand for making this happen. Uh, Wendy Chin for uh, putting the flyers together. People at Beauty Bar for letting us do this. Please give it up for Wildlove. He's been awesome tonight. Yes, Jordan. I want to thank you for listening and you for being at her. Give yourselves a big hand. The next show is at Beauty Bar on October 27th with Reese Groner and at Beauty Bar on 14th Street on November 24th with Michael Schreiber. Be sure to keep tuning in because next time in the Bible, death.